and welcome to another episode of Farm to Table Podcast KE. On this episode, I will be going through the Sophie report and for the purposes of this uh, episode, when I refer to the Sophie report, I'm talking about the state of food security and nutrition in the world 2023. And the Sophie report is a report that is prepared by the Food and Agricultural Organization in conjunction with a lot of other international development, including IFAD, which is the which is the International Fund for Agricultural Development, um, the United Nations Children's Fund, which is UNICEF, the World Food Program, WFP, and the World Health Organization. So this report is a report that's released to regularly monitor global and regional progress towards the targets of ending both hunger and food insecurity and this is sustainable development goal number two which is aimed at ending hunger achieving food security and improving nutrition and promoting sustainable agriculture the sophie report 2023 is quite a significant report because in 2022 the world was just beginning to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic and then that was followed by the war that broke out in the Ukraine. So these two factors really shook the energy and commodity markets and as the as the world was just beginning to economically rebound from the pandemic um the war then brought a different dynamic to this recovery and especially in the food industry which saw soaring food prices and soaring costs of agricultural inputs and energy and this this is something that has affected the world in different ways different regions have been affected differently and this has had such a a negative impact on hunger and food insecurity and although the world is recovering from the global pandemic um, the recovery is also occurring unevenly across the world so for example we see countries like within the african continent for example recovering at a slower pace because as we always say the most vulnerable are ha- hardest hit by crises such as the pandemic and so as much as the world is recovering from the pandemic, the different rates of recovery are also impacting food and energy markets. One thing to note from this report is that whereas previous reports reported on uh, the impacts of the pandemic as well as the impacts of the Ukraine war on food systems, this report is also reporting on a new dynamic that is influencing um, food availability and diets and this is urbanization and this is something that we will cover later on on this episode so stay tuned in the meantime the report also states that global hunger is still far above pre-pandemic levels and as you may know is that before the pandemic hit major strides had been made towards um, food security and Unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, these efforts had take, have taken a backward trajectory. And therefore, it's estimated that between 690 and 783 million people in the world faced hunger in the year 2022. 
and these numbers are 122 million more people than before the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2022, 2.4 billion people comprising relatively more women and people in rural areas did not have access to nutritious, safe and sufficient food all year round. And therefore, the persisting impact of the pandemic on people's disposable income, the rising cost of healthy diets and the overall rise in inflation also continued to leave billions without access to an affordable diet. And the most affected of these were children with um, children experiencing stunting, wasting and also being overweight. And in Africa, um, the prevalence of severe food insecurity increased by 1% in one year to reach 60.9%. And this increase is much smaller compared to the previous year when it rose by 4% points. However, these statistics are still very um, worrying because nearly one in four people in Africa was facing severe food insecurity in 2022. And the prevalence of severe food insecurity rose in Northern Africa, Middle Africa, Southern Africa, and Western Africa. So basically, throughout Africa, that we saw a rise in severe food insecurity, though the rise was much smaller than the year 2021-2022. And so another dynamic that factors into this is the gender, how genders are disproportionately affected, where we see that food insecurity is more prevalent among adult women than men in every region of the world. And the gender gap in food insecurity in the global level continues to widen considerably um, in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic. And the, the reason why this happened is because women are more affected by job and income loss and bore a larger responsibility for additional unpaid caregiving duties. So women living in rural areas were even more likely to be food insecure as job and income losses were much higher for women than for men, particularly in agri-food systems. And this is something that is of note is that um, whenever we have a crisis, um, different populations, different factors they lead to different groups of people being disproportionately affected. As we see here, the gender gap when it comes to food insecurity affected women more. And that's because they lost their incomes and they also took on the burden of caregiving, which is unpaid. Now let's talk about um, urbanization and how it changed um, or affected the food systems. And... The report states that growing urbanization is a mega trend that combined with changes in incomes, employment and lifestyles is driving the changes throughout the agri-food systems across rural urban continuum from food production, processing, distribution and procurement to consumer behavior. So these changes represent both challenges and opportunities to ensure that everyone has access to affordable, healthy diets. And the challenges include increasing availability of cheap, energy-dense, and high-processed foods and the exclusion of small farmers from formalizing value chains. So therefore, as the, as the dynamics between rural areas and urban areas become more similar, 
what we see is that the people in rural areas whereas in the past they would consume food that they'd grown in their farms and that would consist more fruits and vegetables as the rural areas are becoming more urbanized they also tend to consume this um cheap high cheap energy dense and highly processed foods because they are also becoming they are becoming closer to the urban areas and therefore what we see is that their diets and their consumption patterns are also changing some of these challenges um are affecting the availability of vegetables and fruits in all parts of the world so we have an insufficient amount needed to meet the daily requirements for a healthy diet and also urbanization as i've said contributes to the spread of convenience pre-prepared and fast foods which are often energy dense and high in fats sugars and salts and this is increasingly abundant and also cheaper so the increased demand for high value crops such as fruits and vegetables and processed products including in rural areas has also led to a significant growth in longer more formal and complex food value chains and this provides a greater income opportunity for different groups of people and especially women and youth who are being encouraged to now go into the farming of fruits and vegetables and this is something that we can really attest to having experienced especially here in Kenya earlier on in the year we really saw a shortage in vegetables such as potatoes potatoes were very expensive for a time um carrots cabbage the the vegetables that we regularly consume we saw a shortage that led to the shooting up of the prices and more recently onions so this pro- this presents an opportunity for women and young people to go and farm these these crops and now sell them at a better price and also for them to formalize the value chain so that they are able to make the most out of their trades so as urban areas and rural areas become more interlinked rural producers often have better access to agricultural inputs and services and also better access to markets because they can be able to get their produce much quicker to the urban markets and they are able to fetch a better price than if they sold them in the rural areas and therefore this allows for increased productivity and this also now has an opportunity for them to increase their income now let's talk about something that we are constantly talking about here on this podcast is the impact of climate change and climate change is also affecting urbanization and it contributes to the rural urban migration because in low income rural areas the lower the per capita income the larger the share of labor force employed in agriculture forestry and fisheries so therefore that means that more people in these regions are depending on natural resources for their livelihoods and with the environmental degradation that's currently going on as resulting to climate change then these jobs become less and less for the people in the rural areas and therefore they opt to move to the urban areas where they are able to get actual work and earn an income and so the growing magnitude of climate change has impacted the future of rural urban migration and it's continuing to increasingly affect this dynamic and 
so far we've been able to see that between 1960 and 2000 nearly 50% of net immigrations were due to changes in temperature and rainfall and this has affected agricultural production and brought about a reduction in farm incomes and rural wages thus spurring rural to urban movement but um now that we've spoken about the up increased urbanization how is this affecting household diets and so the report states that with urbanization comes rising incomes and therefore households are often able to eat greater and more diverse quantities of food including fish dairy meat legumes fresh fruit and vegetables as well as more processed foods and this um, alongside population growth implies that substantial increases in the production and supply of some types of food such as meat dairy fresh fruits and vegetables and wheat as well as other wheat products however in turn as urban populations grow this translates into vast increases in the total amount of food that agri-food systems have to produce process and distribute over time and as a result of this traditional grains maize roots and tubers and other food crops that were traditionally consumed in rural areas are becoming lost and this is something that is evidenced as we saw in this year as we celebrated the international year of the millet millet is one of those crops that was highly consumed traditionally and you know provided lots of benefits in terms of nutritional benefits as well as agronomic benefits but it's been lost to production because of the urban rural urban migration um one unfortunate thing to result from this is that as um as urban populations grow and rural populations who typically produce food decline that means that um countries must now look beyond local production of their food supply and turn to importation of food supplies whereas normally um, imports are a low share of food and mainly consist of few products now we're seeing that um, more more imports are being required of food and this is quite an unsustainable model for any country to to adopt because food sovereignty is one of the main reasons why economies are able to thrive so as much as urbanization is increasing and incomes are increasing we still need to look at how we can make sure that you know food supply and food production doesn't decline and that we're able to still produce enough food for ourselves where where we keep the imports to a minimum and this calls for innovative ways of doing farming so such as large-scale farms and you know um, technology intense farming which allows for increased production over smaller areas of production and another unfortunate thing to come from this is that um, rural populations relied on own production as their main source of food so that's subsistence and in rural areas the average share of own production has now declined to only 37 percent now let's talk about solutions the report offers multiple solutions to the current challenges that we've talked about and the first solution is a policy approach 
need is needed to leverage the connectivity between urban, peri-urban and rural areas through investments in infrastructure, public goods and enhanced capacity in order to increase access to affordable healthy diets and achieve food security and nutrition for everyone across the continuum. And another solution that they offer is that in the face of a gradual convergence in dietary patterns across the rural urban continuum, as we've said now, more people are consuming convenience foods which are high in energy, high in salts, high in sugars, is that the policy and regulation is needed to promote healthy food environments, both for formal and informal areas, and they need to empower consumers to make nutritious food choices. So this can be through messaging, through empowering the health sectors to advise people to consume more because with the consumption of highly processed foods comes the burden of non-communicable diseases such as diabetes and hypertension as well as issues with um, being obese. Another solution would be to reduce the cost of nutritious foods and improve income opportunities especially for women and, and youth who participate in the production of these nutritious fruits and vegetables and this is particularly the case with new investments that um, enable small and medium enterprises to expand and this can involve activities such as you know creating proper logistics um, creating proper processing and wholesale sites which will enable the small-scale farmers to aggregate their produce and be able to transport it as a unit making the costs much lower for them and allowing them to earn an income and um, the, another solution is to address the insufficient worldwide availability of and access to nutritious food such as fruit and vegetables improved access to production inputs and irrigation infrastructure are needed across the whole um, rural urban continuum and this support should target especially smallholder farmers in rural areas and urban and peri-urban areas who are doing agriculture. And this also provides an opportunity for um, urban farming, which is um, an upcoming technology where people are able to farm even in the urban areas and they're able to produce for themselves, especially you know, nutritious vegetables, nutritious foods that they can be able to consume by themselves. And then finally, public investment in research and development needs to be increased to develop technologies and innovations that create healthier food environments and increase the availability and affordability of nutritious foods. And technology can be particularly important to boost the capacity of, of production and increase supply of nutritious foods in cities and towns. So as we said, this is really calling for entrepreneurs to come in place and come up with technologies that allow for intensive farming because we as we've seen even the rural areas that used to produce the food are now converting into urban areas so the little space that's left for agriculture calls for technologies that allows for intensive production of food allowing for sufficient amounts to even feed the populations even as they move away from farming so that's just a brief overview from me for the SOFI report 
Um, I would advise anyone who is interested in the agricultural space or, you know, the food systems to take a look at the report themselves. There's a lot more that's covered. I've only given a brief overview. And it also is a great tool for informing especially entrepreneurs and innovators as well as policy makers on the areas that they need to focus on and the areas that they need to come in and change so i hope that through this episode you're able to get a brief overview of what our food systems are looking like especially for the year 2022-2023 thank you and see you next time and as usual, if you would like to be a future guest of the podcast, or if you would like a more personalized conversation, feel free to reach out to me at farmtotablepod at gmail.com or on social media at farmtotablepodcastke on Instagram or farmtotablepodcast on Twitter. Till next time. Farm to Table Podcast KE is a proud member of the Nitty Grit Podcast Network of the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. Check out the network for more shows on food and drink.